This is the St. Longinus' Baptism Podcast Channel, Episode 2 of the Principles of Spiritual Warfare, the title of which will be the a general general strategies of spiritual warfare. But first a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Okay, before I get started... Um, when I talk about the enemy, I'm not necessarily just talking about Satan and his minions. I'm also talking about yourself. If your desire is to grow closer to God and to be a pious and devoted Christian or Catholic, I should say, um, you're not just fighting demons and the devil you're also fighting yourself um basically because man has a fallen nature otherwise known as original sin we are we are our own worst enemies um in one of saint paul's epistles he talks about how that there's something in his uh, members, his body, that keeps keeps him doing the things that he doesn't want to do when he wants to do good. That's a rotten paraphrase. So if there are any Protestants listening, you know, go get stuffed. I know it's a terrible paraphrase, but you know, if you're honest, you'll admit I got the gist of it right. So basically, you're not just fighting against evil spirits. You're also fighting against your your own fallen nature. And, you know, by the way, the fallen nature that you do have um, is the back door which Satan and his evil spirits use to attack you spiritually, to get you to do those things that you don't want to do if you're indeed trying to be pious and devoted to God. Okay, um, basically life is a spiritual training ground. Now, for those of you who have never been inside the military, basically a training ground is where soldiers go to train for the next war. Except in this case, the training ground you're in, you're actually fighting the actual war. So... Um, in the military, we have what is known as a live fire exercise where basically, you know, you're fighting, uh, you're, you're shooting real bullets. Um, basically that's what the spiritual training ground is, is a live fire exercise. So, um, Life is is the spiritual training ground where you learn what to do, what not to do, 
what weapons to use, what strategies to use, and what tactics to do. Uh, but like I said, unlike unlike a military training ground, um, this this is for real. It's not practice. Okay, so here's some of the things that you need to try to keep in mind if you do decide to try to be more pious and more devoted to God. Is learning from your mistakes. All good military leaders, and I'm not just talking about generals and colonels, I'm talking about lieutenants and sergeants, um, they learn from their mistakes. Unless, unfortunately, they're in a war, in which case it may kill them and then they don't have a second chance. Be prepared for the unexpected. Talk to any veteran, he'll tell you, especially if he's been in combat. Be prepared for the unexpected. Keep your head in a crisis. Um, I'm speaking from personal experience on this one. Um, sometimes in the spiritual life, you'll get a heavy spiritual attack and you'll be tempted to just throw it all up and, and say, I, I can't do this. You know, I'm, I'm not meant for this. I'm not cut out for this. Um, if you keep your head in a crisis and by the way, this, this doesn't just apply to spiritual attacks. It also applies to, uh, to to your secular life, you know, if you're on the job, depending on what that is, and something unexpected comes up and everyone's losing their heads, if you keep your head and, you know, you're, you're calm, cool, and collected, people will look to you for leadership and answers. Arm yourself spiritually. Um... With the sacraments, devotions, and prayers. These are going to be your tools and weapons in the spiritual fight. Um, If you're unfamiliar with what those things are, read up on them. Learn how to use them. They're going to be invaluable to you you when you do this. Trust in God and His Blessed Mother and the saints for your spiritual support. Um, as I said in a previous episode, if you're Protestant, uh, you really shouldn't be listening to this because most Protestants don't believe that the Virgin Mary is God's mother and they don't believe in the saints. So, um, basically if you're looking to my podcast for spiritual advice, you're barking up the wrong tree unless... You're you're willing to give um, set of accountism a try, in which case this is probably going to be good advice. But if if you're one of these uh, Protestants living in denial, um, I suggest you quit listening right here, right now, because nothing I'm going to say is going to be of any use to you whatsoever. And by the way, even if you say, "Oh, well." You know, I'm going to listen anyway and try it because you don't have the proper belief system. If you try what I recommend, it's not going to work very well for you at all. 
Um, in order to serve God correctly, you must have the proper um, doctrine. And if you don't have the proper doctrine, like I said, this, you're going to fall flat on your face. Just a word of advice, you do what you want. Train your body and your mind with mortification, penance, prayer, spiritual reading, including the Bible. Um, obviously, the mortification and the penances, those are bodily, training your body bodily. It basically, the more you mortify your senses, the more you do penance, um, the less effective the enemy's attacks become. And and I'm talking spiritual and physical. And with prayer, spiritual reading, um, that basically um, helps out your mind and the spiritual life. It, it informs you. It directs you. Um, it keeps you informed. All, all soldiers um, worth their salt are constantly reading up on the latest tactics and weapons. They're, they're constantly doing that. And those are the guys who usually end up winning the battle. Pray for the conversion of sinners and for your own salva- uh, sanctification by using mortification, temptations, good works, and even sins. Basically, what this means is um, when you pray for the conversion of sinners, um, offer the mortifications, the temptations, and the good works and sins for their conversion and for your own sanctification. This one I can't recommend enough if you are truly serious about serving God and getting to heaven. Consecrate yourself to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I cannot recommend that enough. Don't worry about the past and the future. Focus on the here and now. All good, all good military guys, um, they're not, when, when they're in the midst of a battle, they're not worrying about the mistakes they made in the past and they're not worried about what's going to happen in the future. They're worried about finishing the battle that's in front of them and then... Um, they move on from there. Be fearless about propagandizing whenever you can. The propaganda office, the well, actually, the term propaganda started actually from the Catholic Church during the Protestant Revolt. And basically it was made for refuting the Protestant heresies and lies. Strive for perfection and holiness. And unless you become a saint, you may not accomplish this goal. But this is what God expects of you. You know, he doesn't necessarily, um, because he's the author of time and space, he knows who's going to be a saint and who isn't. But he still expects you to make a, a, a best of an attempt as you're able. And, um, just, uh, do your honest best, do your honest best in that regard. 
And when you're making the attempt at being as pious and holy as you can be, just make your honest, uh, honest best, you know. Like I said, God's the author of time and space. Um, he knows what mistakes you make, you, you'll make. He knows where you're weakest at. But if you're making an honest effort, him and his holy mother will help you out. Trust me on that one. Keep it simple, stupid. I'm sure you understand the KISS acronym. And when I say this, I'm talking about your prayers, your devotions, and your spiritual reading. Keep everything as simple as you can possibly make it. You know, don't don't go after something you don't understand but sounds kind of neat or don't don't get overly ambitious and, and attempt to do something or prayer that you don't understand. Okay, just keep it simple. And by the way, as you grow spiritually, you know, if it is God's will, you will uh, be led to more complicated and more heavyweight material. Avoid all sins if possible, but if you fall in them, confess them as soon as possible and learn how to get rid of them. That's where the spiritual reading comes in. Spiritual reading is imperative in this, if you're attempting this. Patience. I'm also struggling with this particular virtue. Patience doesn't doesn't just matter in the secular life, in the in the uh, spiritual life. It's it's vital because when you start off on this path, if you're impatient, you may go however long your patience is good for. And you may think to yourself, well, this is no good. You know, I'm, I'm not changing. Um, you this is where confidence and trust in God comes in. When, when you get to where he wants you to be, you'll know. Uh, but the, the key is, is to be patient and not, not overly worry about your faults and not overly beat yourself up, but just just keep doing what you're doing. And when you get to where you need to be, God will let you know. Um, as part of the patience, you won't be holy in a short time. Um, I'm saying this more for the benefit of newcomers, to trying this, um, those who have actually been practicing this for a little while know this by experience, if nothing else. Use what works for you spiritually. And when I say spiritually, I'm talking about prayers. Pick a prayer. And by the way, don't be afraid to pick a prayer that you like. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, but, uh, not just prayers, um, pick a devotion, sacred heart of Mary, or I'm sorry, sacred heart of Jesus, immaculate heart of Mary. Um, one of the many scapulars, 
um, the rosary, whatever, whatever you like is my advice. Whatever you like from the prayers, the devotions and the sacraments, take whatever you like and use that. And just, you know, if uh, you want to expand that, go ahead and do it. But my advice is, is pick what you like. Always work at uh, improving your spiritual life. One of the sins that is listed on the traditional Catholic, um, on the traditional Catholic uh, confession form, is the sin of um, presumption, or not presumption? I'm sorry. Although it is kind of related to presumption. Um, Complacency. And yes, I, I, I take that back. Complacency and presumption kind of go hand to hand. So you should never be satisfied with which, where you're at spiritually. You should never be satisfied. You should always be, you know, just like a good weightlifter. A good weightlifter, if he's benching, say, 300 pounds, and he's doing it easily, he's going to increase his weight. He's not going to be satisfied with stopping at 300. Unless, and I will say this for, for fair, further clarification, unless um, his body's telling him that he can't do anymore. So, but that's, that's a bodily, that's a bodily, uh, That's a bodily limitation. In the spiritual realm, um, you can always improve spiritually. And I'm going to just say this, going back to what I said earlier. Even if you get to a point where you're not seeing improvement, Jesus in his Gospels talks about the, uh, the, the widow and the unjust judge. Basically, this widow's coming before the unjust judge, and she's saying, hear my case, hear my case. And the unjust judge is like, man, that lady can go pound sand. I'm a judge. I don't have to listen to her. And then eventually, she pesters him so much. He's like, okay, I'm going to listen, because this lady won't leave me alone until I hear her case. It's the same thing in the spiritual life. That's why Jesus gave that parable. Do the best with what you have and what you're capable of. That's like anything in life. Um, well, I, I will admit in the secular world, sometimes if you're giving your best efforts, people are still going to dog you out and be, you know, tell you what a horrible person you are because you can't do what they expect. But in the spiritual life, you know, luckily you're dealing with God and not some grumpy exer who happens to be your supervisor. So if you're doing your honest and sincere best and you know, you're you, as long as you're doing your sincere and honest best, God, 
God ain't going to dog you out. And as a matter of fact, he'll, he, he may give you more resources to work with. As a matter of fact, that principle um, was talked about in the parable of the uh, talents. So if, if you're doing the best with what you have and what you got, you know, he, he'll probably end up blessing you. And remember, um, to God, a venial sin is just as bad as a mortal sin. The only difference between a, mean, a venial and a mortal sin is a venial sin won't necessarily throw you into hell. However, listen to any set of a contest priest in a sermon and they will tell you that if you persist in venial sins, mortal sins are going to come. So, and by the way, this, this goes to the military principle of keeping your weaknesses to a minimum. You know, if, if, you're, if, if you're a squad leader and your patrol and you're you're going you know five or ten miles into enemy territory and it sounds like um the guys from stomp giving a live performance or the blue man group it's probably going to end up getting you killed so you want to fix that You want to, I, I just got done talking about this. You want to minimize your spiritual weaknesses. Attack your enemy at his weakest point with concentrated forces. Now, this, this, um, this more or less has to do with your own, uh, dip, uh, degraded human nature than with actual demons. Um, and I'm just going to put it out there. If you're dealing with an actual demon, your best bet is to get your local set of a contest priest, if there is one, and have him do an exorcism. But um, if you're attacking your your uh, degraded human nature. Um, use everything at your disposal. Prayers, mortifications, penances, devotions, um, whatever it takes until, until God helps you to overcome that particular um, sin or fault. Be unpredictable. Um, I can't much, I can't much add to that. Unpredictable, unpredictability in a, in a military commander is, a, is one of his greatest strengths. If he can get his enemy off balance by doing what is least expected. If you read military history, those military commanders are considered great military commanders. Uh, don't directly attack a spiritually superior enemy head on without superior backup. This once again goes to, if you're dealing with actual demons, don't 
for the love of God, I don't care if the next set of Acontis priests is over 500 miles away, do not attempt, do not attempt to exercise that demon. You will get smoked. I guarantee it. My advice is get a, get a hold of a set of Acontis priests. And this is why correct doctrine matters. You could get a, a, a Vatican II sect priest. And, you know, the demon's going to pretend, oh, I'm scared of this guy. And then as soon as that fake priest leaves your house, he's going to redouble his efforts on you. So. Layer your spiritual defenses. What I, what I mean by that is prayer, mortifications, um, penances, devotionals, um, sacramentals. Those, those are your defenses. Layer them up. You know, do as much as you can, as, as often as you can. If you're weak, camouflage will get you, give you an advantage. But if you are the berserker type, fly your colors high, but use prudence. What I'm talking about here is more on the secular realm. Anybody who's been paying attention knows that it's open season on anyone who's even remotely, you know, whether whether they're uh, Protestants or set of Acontis, you know, the the secular the the secular world doesn't differentiate. As a matter of fact, I would say the secular world is abysmally ignorant of the differences. But that can be to your advantage. But what I'm saying is it's open season. So um, I worked for a short period of time in a federal f facility. I did wear my crucifix to the job, but I didn't run around um, advertising the fact that um that I'm I'm a set of a contest. I'm a hardcore Catholic. I didn't I didn't because in this day and age, people will will and I'm not you know there are plenty of instances of this. If they find out that you know you're serious about your religion, they're going to try to get you fired. So use your prudence. You know, use your prudence. Nothing wrong with wearing your Christian T-shirt or your crucifix or whatever, um, but use your prudence. Stick to what you know, but don't be afraid to try something different if you think it'll give you an advantage. Um, generally, as you grow in the spiritual life, um, and by the way, um, just so you know, an excellent series on spiritual life uh, is on SoundCloud and Spotify, and it's on the Norvis Ordo and the True Restoration Radio channels. It's called The Spiritual Life. It's by Bernard, uh, Father Bernard Utley. Um, he goes in depth about the spiritual life, and I can't recommend it enough. 
But basically, there's a period in the spiritual life where they call spiritual dryness. In other words, if, if the rosary is your go-to devotion, there will come a certain point where you'll pray five decades of the rosary and you'll, you'll just, you'll, you'll think to yourself, oh man, I'm just going through the motions. And what he advises on that is, if you go through this period of spiritual dryness, uh, a good spiritual director may have you change your devotions or your prayers. So, but, but always, always be open to trying something new. Always be open to that. Drop what doesn't work and try something different. I can think that kind of goes along with the last principle I stated. Attack the enemy when and where he least expects it. Um, basically, this is you're going to need the help of the Holy Ghost with this one. And basically, do uh, listening to the Holy Ghost and the will of God. Um, you may get a thought in your head after you wake up in the morning to, you know, well, try this, you know, go do this. And you may not, you may not understand at that point what that, what the purpose is for this, why you're doing this. But then later it may, you may understand that whatever it was you were doing or whatever prayer you were saying or whatever was actually helping you to overcome either a venial sin or a mortal sin. Don't be afraid to use your support forces. And um, I'm talking about the saints, Mother Mary and Jesus for difficult jobs. Um, these, these are your support forces. And by the way, um, for you Catholics, I know, especially for the Vatican two types, they really don't understand. Um, a lot of them don't understand how Mary operates. Mary, you know, St. Michael did throw Satan out of heaven. But if you read the book of Apocalypse, it's Mary who steps on his head. She's just not, you know, the, the gentle mother holding the baby Jesus in the manger. This woman makes Zena the warrior princess look like a complete and utter punk and poser. So um, my advice or what's been working for me is, is a devotion to Mother Mary. Never attack or defend yourself by yourself. This this has two this has two sections. The first section is don't number one, don't think that by yourself you're gonna overcome your spiritual faults and weaknesses. You're not. You're not capable. I don't care what type of person you are. I don't care if you beat up um Oh, I forget the name of that Navy SEAL who who does the podcast. Um, 
was real famous, though. I think he might have won the Medal of Honor. I don't care if you saw that guy in the bar and beat him up so bad that he was kissing your boots. You can't do this on your own. Don't even attempt it. And the second part of this is, um, I can't reiterate enough. Do not go up against actual demons by yourself. You're, un, you're, you're untrained, you're unprepared, and you can't do it. Get a set of Acontis priests for that. He's trained, or if he isn't trained, he knows somebody who is. Now, when it comes to attacking or defending yourself against your degraded, uh, sinful nature, um, always use, you know, your support forces. Once again, the saints, Mother Mary, and Jesus. They will help you. Oh, and, uh, you know, sacramentals, devotions, and prayers also help. Read all your able on spiritual warfare, devotions, and sacramentals to know your enemy and the weapons necessary to defeat them. This once again goes back to a military principle. Um, good soldiers or Marines, um, they, they, they read up on tactics, strategies, and weapons. And they also read up on the type of enemy they're fighting. And they, they try to learn as much as they can about these forces. Once you get a handle on what you're doing, you're going to be a heck of a lot more deadly. And while I'm at it, the more you grow spiritually, the more you will be attacked spiritually. Um, Just like... A guy in a fortified position is going to draw more attention from attacking, attacking um, forces than, say, a lone patrol just wandering around. A fortified position is going to draw enemy attention. Don't get discouraged at one defeat or many or many defeats. Persistence is the key. In other words, if you're trying to be pious and you're trying to be holy, and let's just say that you fall to a mortal sin, um don't don't get discouraged and say, Oh, I I can't do this. Uh, I don't love Jesus enough. Um, you know, I can't. No, just pick yourself up and get back in the fight. You know, everybody's going to fall. As a matter of fact, to those of you who do the rosary, um, in the Sorrowful Mysteries, it talks about when Jesus falls. Um, that That's actually... Um, in the spiritual realm, he was showing us that when we're attempting to carry our cross, we're going to fall a few times before we actually get to where we're going.
give a heartfelt thanks to God for your victories, defeats, blessings, and trials. Um, and that's um, people who are striving for holiness and, and sanctity. Um, read any saint. They will tell you. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe most of the saints were asking God, send me more trials, send me more tribulations. Because they realized that the more, the more that you go through, the more you grow spiritually. Your top three priorities when it comes to the spiritual life should be confidence in God, Doing and being an instrument obediently, without question, the will of God. And loving Jesus and Mother Mary for their own sake. Now, what that last part means is, um, and by the way, when I first started doing this, all I could do was, you know, when, when I praised Jesus and Mother Mary... It was for the things that they had done for me. And as I start getting deeper into spiritual reading, it says we can, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of the saints say it's not just enough to be grateful for what they have done for you, but you need to love them just for their innate goodness, period. And, um, Honestly speaking, I'm still working on that part. Um, but like I said, the stuff I talk about in these podcasts are stuff that, you know, um, I have experience in. So, yes, this is, as a matter of fact, all three of these are my three top priorities. Um, but... I think that if you're going to um, attempt to get more pious and more um, holy, that these that these three should be your top priority. And by the way, um, when I attempted this, I went into it blind, and I had to learn those three priorities and make them my top priority the hard way. Okay. I'm just going to check because while I was going through my notes, I had a couple of thoughts. I want to see if I can regain these thoughts or if I'll have to wait for another episode to use them. Oh, one of the things I missed, be your harshest critic. Um, that may sound counterintuitive to some of you, but I guarantee you, because Jesus knows us perfectly, no matter how hard you think you're being on yourself, and I'm speaking from bitter experience on this one, um, 
he knows you like down to the molecular level. So no matter how hard you think you're being on yourself, you're probably not being hard enough because, and I'll, I'll say this because of our, our um, degraded human nature, our sinful nature, because uh, in our human nature, we want to make excuses. We want to give ourselves outs, you know, and we want to comfort ourselves by saying, well, Jesus, Jesus knows me. And so he'll understand. Okay. That's presumption. That's presumption. Um, you won't know what Jesus is going to cut you slack for until you die and go before him in judgment. So my advice would be just to be on the safe side, be your own harshest critic. Okay, so I think for the most part, I've covered what I wanted to cover. Uh, I, I know in the back of my head, there, were, there was a couple of ideas I had that I wanted to get out for this broadcast, and I forgot. I'll just have to cover them. Um, once again, trust in the Lord. Um, so... In my show notes, I'm going to give some resources in the top three priorities. In addition to the top three priorities, I'm going to give a name of a prayer book that I personally have been using. And I I ain't going to lie, when I first started using this book... It was written in the early 20th century. Um, prior to Vatican II, a lot of the Catholic material that you could get was written in 16th century um, English vernacular. Um, at first, I got really annoyed because I like my prayers to flow. I like my prayers to be flowing. And not, in addition, in addition to being using archaic language, the, the, the punctuation and the grammar and the way it's structured is not conducive for free flowing, free flowing. Uh, prayer. However, over the past, I'd say three or four weeks, I've come to really appreciate this, this prayer book and realize it is an invaluable tool. So my suggestion is if you do pick up this book, um, you don't have to pray the 15th century or the 16th century English. Um, 
what my suggestion would be, read the prayers, read the, the material, and then, if at all possible, um, if, you, if you can understand, you know, what um, vouchsafe and thee and thou, if you can understand those, the context in which they're being used, just update the language. Just update the language. Whenever I use any of the prayers in this book, I just, you know, I turn, I turn the language into modern equivalency. But this, this book, um, is an invaluable, well, at least for me, it's an invaluable resource. If you're the type of person that you, that that's going to be an issue for, as I said earlier in this episode, don't, you know, don't buy a prayer book if if the prayer book, if the language in the prayer book is going to give you issues. So, yeah, I think this is it. So, I'm going to say thank you for listening. Um, thank you for tuning in. You didn't have to, and I realize that, and I really appreciate you listening. God bless you. I'm praying for all of you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.